and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk. <laughs> and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling. From shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events and some indie shows as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to the show. And once again, as it is a Saturday, you are getting a two-for-one episode once again. As last night we had WWE Smackdown and AEW Rampage. And we're going to start with Smackdown, which was a good show once again. Uh, I'm short on time, so we'll just get straight to it, shall we? Yeah, Smackdown started with the best thing in wrestling right now, the Bloodline, minus Roman Reigns. They uh, cut a promo where Sammy tries to sort of praise the Usos. But Jimmy cuts him off and says, nah, we talked about this, we're not doing this tonight. Tonight is about you, dog. Uh, Jay tells him that in the beginning, he didn't like Sammy and didn't trust him. And it took him a long time. But in war games, you stood with the family and you stood with the bloodline. And it's because of you that we won the match. Jimmy asks Sammy, how's he feeling right now? Uh, Sammy replies with, I'm feeling pretty freaking oozy. And then does the handshake that he has been doing with Jimmy, but this time with both Usos, which cracked me up. Uh, the Brawling Brutes then show up and claim it's fight night ahead of the first match. This again was a great promo, a great segment. The dynamics have gotten even better now that Jay is invested in Sammy. For now, anyway. There's no way that these are uh, heels anymore. So probably not a great idea to have the newly turned baby faces out to interrupt them. But I suppose you had to, I suppose, to get to the next match. But yeah, I mean, the work that Sammy has been doing, everyone's been talking about. But I mean, the Usos and Solo. Solo is, I can't believe how well he's got on, actually, since joining the main roster. He was decent in NXT, but he's never one of the guys that, um, you, you kind of knew he would go on to have a, have a career on the main roster, but maybe not quite as over as he is. <laughs> um, but he's already been great. Let's get to the first match, as it was Sheamus versus Sami Zayn. And this was great. Normally, I would say that there was a bit too much going on uh, in the way of interference from all the bodies on the outside, but everything that happened actually played into the story that the Bloodline had been telling for the past few weeks. 
the bloodline just don't miss when they're on TV. Sammy won the match after Jay superkicked Sheamus in the face while uh, Jimmy had the referee's attention. Sammy then rolled him up for the win. I said really entertaining again. Kofi Kingston is then getting interviewed backstage and he announces that he's entering into the Royal Rumble. I wish they would do qualifiers instead of just people saying, yeah, I'm in it. Actually build towards it and make it something that everybody wants to get in instead of just, yeah, I'm going in it. Imperium then walk in and basically a match between Gunther and Kofi gets set up for later. Bray Wyatt is then backstage and he cuts a just a rambling promo, talking bollocks really. Uh, says that he didn't attack LA Knight last week again. Bit rubbish this actually from Bray Wyatt. I kind of need to see him in the ring now. I am a Wyatt fan. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I, I like him. But I think the time has come to get in the ring and just do something now because these promos are getting pretty boring. And next match was Shayna Baszler versus Emma. Before the match, we saw Madcap Moss giving Emma a pep talk in the gorilla position. Um, real life couple, as we know, even though they're not alluding to that on commentary. I thought the match was pretty decent, but the fans didn't care about it at all, really. Uh, I know that both of them need to be booked a bit better, but I also think they both deserve a little bit more respect, especially Emma, who was one of the women that helped start the women's evolution alongside Paige in NXT many years ago. Maybe everyone's sort of forgotten that, I guess, because she's been away from the company for a few years. Uh, Shayna did win this match. Looked decent, I thought, after looking in the Carafuda clutch. After the match, uh, Shayna went to carry out... Well, just carry on with the, the attack, really. Shotzi came out, but she just got disposed of easily making her look even weaker than she did after the uh, Ronda match at Survivor Series. Raquel Rodriguez then came down and ran her off. Uh, didn't she break her arm last week? Break her elbow? Surely you wouldn't be back willing to get into fights if you'd just broken your arm, but there we go. We then get a Lacey Evans video, and it's clear that they're going to try again with her and this sort of leaning on the army or or time in the forces anyway uh, Vince sort of gave up on her for some reason after she was putting out some really good baby face um, vignettes you know, hard hitting like about her real life and then, for some reason, Vince turned her heel, which just seemed odd for me. So, 
like I say, Triple H is going to have a go at doing it himself. Let's hope it works. We then get Kofi Kingston versus Gunther. And this was going okay until Braun Strowman came running down to ringside, taking out Imperium. And that just really annoyed me. <clears throat> I can do without seeing him destroying tag teams. It makes them look really weak. Plus, I, I don't really need to see Braun Strowman on my TV every week anyway. Uh, the work in the match was pretty decent, but I can't be the only one that is kind of bored of seeing Kofi Kingston in this role. I love Kofi Kingston. I, I yeah, respect everything that he's done. But maybe he just needs to take some time off and make us miss him a little bit because we're just seeing the same things from him. It's not exciting anymore. Gunther won this match uh, with his new finisher. I can't remember what they called it. But I didn't like the fact that they had Kofi kick out of the powerbomb that Gunther had been putting away people with recently. And sort of, it was hardly really mentioned. That should have been a bigger deal. Maybe it should have been saved for something a little bit bigger. Maybe when they do the Ricochet match. Uh, the Bloodline are backstage and the Usos send Sammy and Solo off to get some food. Uh, but as they leave, Sheamus turns up and just batters the Usos with the uh, shillelagh. He says... Good luck on Monday. They're going up against Elias and Matt Riddle, obviously, for the tag titles. And if you get through, me and Drew will be waiting on the other side for you. That's fine. Kind of like this. But one thing, one issue really is... Surely Sammy and Solo weren't that far away. Surely would have heard this happening. I suppose we meant to ignore that. Damage control then come out to the ring. Uh, Bailey says SmackDown needed some ratings, so they called her to bring damage control. She talks about War Games and Becky Lynch. She then says no one on the SmackDown roster stepped up for War Games. Uh, Liv Morgan then came out to the ring. Uh, she starts taking it to everybody. Until the numbers game catches up with her. Then we get the return of Tegan Knox. She comes down. Helps her out. Uh, numbers game catches up with her as well. But Liv Morgan grabs a kendo stick. And uh, damage control bail out. Great to see Tegan Knox back in WWE. And getting a fair chance. She's another that Vince brought up just to release them I think I don't don't really get why they called her up if you weren't going to use her I have faith that Triple H will use her properly and she's so talented she deserves her opportunities uh, the main event was then the World Cup final between Santos Escobar and Ricochet I have to be honest and say the first half of this match I found a 
quite boring. Although there was a nice suicide dive in there from Escobar, actually. He always looks great when he does it. But yeah, first half, I was, it was getting to me how boring it was. But then the second half was great. Uh, maybe too many shot kick-out faces for me. But uh, that's what they do in WWE. That's the way they're taught in the Performance Center. I do like how they made the tournament feel like a big-time thing. And I said, yeah, the, the second half was great. The last few minutes were scintillating, really. Uh, Ricochet won the match with a 6.30 splash. Uh, after all the celebrations, Gunther came out on the ramp and they have a little face-to-face. -face. That match would be great, I think. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people really like this. This match, maybe it's subjective, I suppose. I, for me, I, I liked it, don't get me wrong, but I liked more like the f last five minutes more than I did the the first half of the match anyway. So another pretty good SmackDown, as it has been most weeks since Triple H took charge, which I guess shows that it's easier to book a two-hour show than it is a three-hour show. So let's hope Raw gets reduced to two hours at some point. <coughs> uh, but that is SmackDown. So now let's move on to AW Rampage, shall we? And they opened up with Darby Allen versus Cole Carter. We've had Nick Camarotto with him briefly before Darby just smacked him <laughs> with a baseball bat. And then takes out Carter with a massive suicide dive. And this match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And Cole Carter got a lot more offense in than I expected. There were some moments where Carter didn't quite hit things smoothly and as snug as you would hope but as they said on commentary he's only been wrestling two years so to be where he is in that short amount of time is quite impressive uh darby got another win here after hitting a coffin drop after watching it i was trying to think what he does next but that will be revealed later Rene Paquette then talks to Keith Lee, or tries to talk to him anyway, when Shane Taylor shows up. And he says that uh, Keith Lee always leaves people high and dry, just like he did to him years ago. He then challenges Lee to a tag team match at Final Battle, so he hopes he can find somebody he trusts. Uh, this is when Swerve comes in. I've seen people on Twitter moaning that they didn't know who Shane Taylor is. Uh, people like Disco Inferno was one of those that, if you ever see any of his tweets, it would amaze you to see that he doesn't know something about pro wrestling because he's got a lot to say on it. I say that with my tongue very much in my cheek because he's such a deluded dickhead. But whose fault is it that people like him are saying that they don't know who he is? Is it Shane Taylor's fault? No. Is it AW's fault? No. Or is it you as a consumer that you can't Google him and you'll quickly get your answers of as to who he is? Or maybe you should have watched Ring of Honor or pay more attention to the indies. 
there have been plenty of people that just show up in wrestling that you won't know anything about. I personally love finding new people that I don't know anything about. That's the joy of pro wrestling, isn't it? I don't know... Um, I didn't know who Takeshita was. And now he's one of my favourite wrestlers to watch. Stop shitting on new wrestlers and just enjoy getting to see them. Especially people like Disco Inferno who should know better. He once turned up in the WCW as a dancing buffoon. You know, nobody knew who he was when he first showed up, did they? So, anyway, rant over. Uh, Renee Paquette was then in the ring and she brought out the acclaimed. They talk about Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett cutting them off on Dynamite and then say they can hear the fans as they want them to face the best. The Gun Club then come out and Austin Gunn says, you want to f- you want the best? Well, you're looking at them. Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt come out. Uh, Dutt tells him all he sees is a couple of ass boys. Billy Gunn cuts them off and says, maybe you misheard us because we said we want the best. This is when FTR come out to the ring. Uh, they go face to face, shake hands and we find out that the match is going to go down on AW Dynamite this week. Or next week, should I say. I'm really surprised that they're doing the match on Dynamite and not waiting until Revolution. But it is what we all wanted. We all wanted FTR in a title match, so nobody can really moan about it. <clears throat> we will... See how that goes on Dynamite. Private Party then took on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I didn't really think much of this, if I'm honest. Uh, Private Party have completely lost any interest anyone ever had in them a couple of years ago. Maybe because of bad booking, yes, but I don't know. Uh, and every Jay Lethal match comes with a dark cloud overhead because of those allegations made of him. So it is really hard for me to invest in anything that involves him. Even if the match does involve Jeff Jarrett. Uh, the use of the Lethal combination and stroke combo as a finish was a really cool idea, even if it didn't quite look right this time around and like I said didn't think much of this I also thought Jeff Jarrett was going to be a one and done deal it obviously isn't so expect Jeff Jarrett to worm his way into some sort of title shot at some point in the next few months (laughs) Uh, Rennie Paquette was on overtime for Rampage because she sat down with Soraya she talks about never thinking she'd ever get back in a ring again. Uh, she also talks about how good it was to have a brother with her for a return match. She then puts the women's division on notice, saying she now wants the title. It's fine. I would have kind of liked to hear her say, sort of, didn't realise how good the women were in AEW. When she first came in, 
something along those lines just to get the fans back on side a little bit. Uh, Athena then beat the hell out of Danny Moe. I love this change in attitude uh, in Athena. And this is probably one of the best squash matches I've seen in a long while. She's just awesome. I love the attack afterwards as well. Give me more of her, please. Really like this. Didn't go long, but she looked great. Uh, then we had the Darby Allen pre-tape where he challenged Samoa Joe to a TNT Championship match. Uh, just before that, we found out the newest signing to AW is rock hard Juice Robinson. Uh, he also challenged Joe to a match at um, Final Battle, I believe. And then the main event was the Orange Cassidy uh, defending his All-Atlantic Championship against QT Marshall in a Lumberjack match. To be honest, I didn't like this match either. Uh, I've always hated Lumberjack matches. They're never as fun as they should be. And you always get a load of jobbers around ringside that you're just not interested in, just seem in the way. Um, I mean, the action was all right. The finish came when Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian showed up to try and cost Cassidy the match. But it didn't work as Cassidy hit QT with an orange punch and then a beach break. Don't really understand why that didn't bother Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, to be honest, but whatever. But the real fun happened after the match because Cassidy just dives straight out on top of Sabian. They fight off to the back. When the lights went off and when they came back on, the House of Black were in the arena and they just beat the hell out of the Lumberjacks, really. Looked great. Glad to see them back, I think. It's only a matter of time uh, when I think probably heading into Revolution they will be the challengers to whoever wins the best of seven series for the Trios Championship. And either way really it's going to be an awesome match. But there you go. So not the best Rampage ever but parts of this was decent especially Athena who really stood out for me. But the quality is way down from what we expect from AEW and what we got on Dynamite this week. Hopefully that starts to change. But that is your Rampage and Smackdown review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. For more content, go on to TuskTalksWrestling.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. <laughs>